you know, to put it simply, making more music, playing some shows, and, and we'll see where it goes. Sound Seekers, welcome to another episode of Sound for Thought, a podcast about why people make music, produced by Redefining Records, and I'm your host, Andrew Schultz. I'm very grateful and excited to have you listening today because this is an awesome episode. I am super happy to share with you a conversation I had with Strath an indie synth-pop artist originally from Melbourne, but now based in LA. If you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, Strath actually just dropped his new EP today. It's called Soon Everything Will Be Perfect, and I highly recommend checking that out. It's a really sick EP. We discuss the whole process and the songs during the interview, and you're going to hear a couple of those tracks during the episode. Strath and I cover all sorts of ground in this chat, including his experience moving to LA, his kind of cliche chasing the dream experience, but how it was impacted by the coronavirus pandemic and how that kind of changed everything for him. We talk about how he got started playing music with the clarinet and the saxophone as a kid, how he got inspired from Sesame Street. We talk about how he sort of got a feel for producing music and making songs by just mucking around on Logic Pro when he was a kid at school and at home. He tells a really cool story about this transformative music festival experience in Sweden where he saw Frank Ocean and it sort of just clicked in his brain that he needed to make music and that was his real passion in life. We also talk about some stuff like cooking and LeBron James fandom, keeping up with the NBA, and so much more, a lot of other fun, kind of random, silly stuff as well. As always, and most importantly on this podcast, we hear why Strath makes music. You can follow Strath on basically all the social media platforms at double underscore Strath and find his music, including that new EP on Spotify or any of the streaming platforms. You're listening to this right now. You guys know how to use the internet. I trust you can find it. If you're new to this show, Sound for Thought, don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast listening thing you're using. The best way to support this podcast would be to listen to more episodes and share them with your friends. Second best way would be to write us one of those reviews on Apple Podcasts and drop us some of those shiny stars to please the algorithms and help us reach more people. Lastly, follow our Instagram at Redefining Records to keep up with this show and other great music discovery-centric content. All right, stay safe, be kind, and keep making cool shit. I hope you enjoy this show. Right now, we're going to listen to a song called Watertight off the aforementioned Soon Everything Will Be Perfect EP. This is Sound for Thought. This feeling I have It's hard to ignore I don't think I've felt this before When looking for flaws Came up with nothing I'm coming back for more You and me have been in this for a minute And I don't feel no different from the start from the start. 
from today i am calling from uh my home in melbourne uh where i grew up which is not usually where i live but i am uh back for a few months um from la and i've been trying to come home for ages so um it's good to to finally be back yeah that's great i was i was kind of curious about that because i know you were you were living in la for a while so are you just home kind of to visit and like regroup or is this more of a permanent move yeah, I mean, you know, I've been living in LA the past couple of years um, and, you know, I was hoping more recently that what my life would be a little bit more uh, split between home and, and America. Um, yeah. But, you know, just obviously COVID's made that pretty difficult. So um, this is actually the longest time I haven't been home. It's been about 18 months. Um, and so, you know, I'm just looking to, to, to log in some, some time with the friends and family, get that in the bank. Uh, and then I'll probably head over um, back to LA in about a month or a month and a half. Cool, cool. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a really good thing for your your mental health and and your personal life and stuff. I'm curious, like moving to LA as an artist or musician is such a kind of stereotype and and trope for people who kind of want to make it in the entertainment business. What has that experience been like for you? Has, has moving to LA been what you thought it would be? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just a walking cliche um, (laughs) following the trends. You know, I mean, I, um, I think that like my, uh, and particularly over this past kind of 18 months, it's very much just felt like I have been making music in LA as opposed to, uh, you know, getting the most out of what the city uh, has to offer, I yeah. think, which really is just uh, the people, um, both from an industry perspective and also just other artists. It's just been a lot more difficult to, you know, interact with those people on a personal level. Um, but you know, I'm uh, when I go back, I'm about to move in with a couple of my my friends who are who are filmmakers um, into a you know dip, slightly different part of town. I feel you know the 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 country's starting to open up a little bit, and so I kind of yeah. feel that that my that my uh, more you know I'm hoping that my as cliched as possible experience can you know reach new levels uh, when I, when I go back. That's good. That's good. So you're moving in with some filmmakers. Are those uh, some friends who've helped you with uh, the music videos you put out? I know I saw the um, I like the look of today's video recently, mm-hmm. which was really cool. I thought that was funny. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, so um, uh, they didn't um, help out on production, um, so to speak, but um, one of them actually introduced me to the uh, the guys who uh, directed that video. Oh, um, cool. Who were some, yeah, cool little LA film boys who are um, just, you know, hustling over there and it was really fun to work with them. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a relatively um, tight community of, of, of filmmakers over there, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, we'll dive into music a little bit. I always kind of like to give our listeners a little more background. So starting with kind of your childhood, what got you into music from a young age? Was it parents being musicians or playing music in the house? Or was it something you got into all all on your own? What, What was your introduction to music? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't think my parents could be any uh, less musically uh, oh, really? talented. Yeah, they are, um, you know, my dad in particular, um, <laughs> my, my little brother um, often uh, would, would sort of rip into my dad for, um, you know, we'd be sitting in like a, <laughs> be sitting in, in a movie theater and he'd be humming along to a song that he's never heard before <laughs> out of tone. Out yeah. of tone. My, my little brother saying, you know, what, 
how, how could you possibly be be, uh, be humming along to this song? You have no idea what it is. Um, not well either. But you know, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I get you. I, I um, my uh, I, I started taking piano lessons from a pretty young age. Um, that was you know that was I think encouraged by my parents. But I think that um, you know, the point where I really felt like I wanted to get into music was actually uh, and you know, winding back the clock when I was you know maybe like eight, eight years old when I was watching someone play the saxophone on Sesame street. I think, oh. I think it was, and I was just like that, that's the, that's the thing I want to do. I want to play the sax. Um, and, um, and so I was just, you know, trying to work out how to do that with school. And for some reason they had this really stupid rule that you, um, before you play, you started taking saxophone lessons. You had to um, bank in some time learning the clarinet. I think maybe I don't oh. know. It was like a, a, a gateway instrument into the sax. So, um, you know, I played sax a lot of sax growing up, and then um, there was a, we had a little uh, a music studio in our, at our school that had a bunch of computers that had Logic Pro on them. Oh, cool! And, um, and so I remember just you know on various occasions and some lunch times and stuff, just kind of finding my way there and then mucking around and making some, um, making some beats on those. And then I somehow managed to convince the IT staff, uh, to install the program, uh, for free on, on my mom's laptop. And so then I had, you know, then I had a program at home. Yeah. And so I could, um, just come home and, and muck around on that. And so, and that was, you know, that was probably when I was, you know, 12, 13, um, and just absolutely doing it for um, for fun only, and, and in no way thinking of um, trying to make it any bigger than, than than just mucking around. Yeah, that's super cool that your school kind of had those tools, you know, with logic on the computers available to you guys at you know at that age. Really cool by them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, and cooler that I that I they managed to somewhat reluctantly yes. give me this software for free. <laughs> no, that's that's the hustle right there. That shows your your entrepreneurship and and your willingness <laughs> to like go make things happen. So I, I like appreciate that. it. Yeah, that might be a bit of a stretch, but I appreciate it. <laughs> um, well, what what was kind of the music that you were listening to around that age, like when you started kind of you know, messing around with logic and stuff when you were 12, 13, what were you listening to? For sure. Um, I think my favorite band at the time was uh, Kings of Leon. Uh, And so I actually think that uh, lots of... um, Lots of the things that I would be making were kind of like recreations of Kings of Leon tracks, um, which is an interesting uh, vibe from like all MIDI uh, software guitar yeah. and, and drum kit. Maybe there's a genre there that I was uncovering. Um, other, you know, or maybe that's just probably just shitty garage band music. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Kings of Leon. Uh, you know, I was listening to a uh, kind of like the the, the pop rock genre um not as much electronic yeah um like other other bands like Coldplay and stuff you know nothing nothing really really uh revolutionary or underground um as much as I would like to think I was back then but um yeah a lot of a lot of kind of bands and like big kind of rock euphoric bands I think you know I've always been attracted to this like larger than life kind of sound um and anthemic kind of music um and you know i feel that that's back then that was really being delivered by by rock bands before you know the real rise of just electronic music in in pop in the past kind of i would say like decade you know yeah yeah totally and how does that play into what you listen to now are you still kind of listening to rock music and, and thinking about it in an electronic way, or do you now dive into like your contemporaries who are doing more similar sounds to you? Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I, I can't remember the last time I listened to, to Coldplay or Kings of Leon yeah. know, and really d- dug into one of those albums, which again, I have absolutely rinsed, um, you know, really listen to them so much, but yeah, no, I don't listen to them anymore. I, I, I it's much more el- electronic focused. I think that, um, even more recently, it started to be, um, 
even a little bit more dance oriented or up tempo kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yeah, so I think it's definitely shifted. It's it's definitely away from rock. I think that uh, you know, it's kind of in- interesting. Like I feel that um, from a sort of an accessibility standpoint, like I have you know my, my setup. I, I I can I can play piano and I've got a laptop, and so you know it's very easy to like produce synth sounds with 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 that setup and i think that that's kind of yeah sort of somewhat naturally led me to 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 go towards those those sounds from a almost like a workflow perspective um and you know and then you know i, I listen i listen to a bunch of stuff i mean I, I listen to a lot of hip-hop um and you know pop as well um but you know i think it's pretty hard to listen to um we're not that hard, but you know, so much music these days is being dominated by at least some kind of electronic influence. Yeah, um, that that absolutely. I feel. That, yeah, so I feel that I'm 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 getting that in my diet pretty frequently. Yeah, well, that's cool. I I haven't really listened to the most recent Kings of Leon stuff. I know Coldplay definitely, but I'm sure both bands are using a lot of synths now uh, to go along with the trend as well. Yeah, Coldplay, Cold absolutely. Coldplay have just gone full, full. They've gone full on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Kings of Leon know this and, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I really like some of the earlier stuff. I felt that, that, that uh, you know, I think rock is interesting because um, so oftentimes I feel when a band is like really hitting, you know, huge amounts of success, <clears throat> the recording becomes almost like cleaner and the mixing of it just becomes you know i guess like quote yeah. unquote, like, like tighter and, and and you know everything really balanced and fits well together whereas i feel that you know when you're just playing a bunch of guitars and, and drums uh that that i don't exactly like that um and so i think that there's there was something to those early kings of leon albums um just purely from like a recording and mixing perspective that i felt like gave it so much like energy yeah that i think that, that that some of the recent ones like and you know and kings of leon is still very much you know they're 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 a rock band they're they're playing guitar and they're they're playing drums but um you know those those guys are great and and, and i and i um i actually i haven't listened to the latest record but um i i would be interested in, in doing so i should i should put that on the calendar yeah i need to listen didn't they do like uh an NFT thing, weren't they? They did, yeah, yeah. They were the the, the first the first artists to, to release a record as an NFT. Actually, is that is that something you've ever considered? I mean, you know, I think uh, that more people need to uh, you know be interested in, in in the record probably for me to warrant yeah. uh, the, the journey to which uh, you know getting it uh, converted into an NFT. But um, you know. We'll see. Like if there's uh, if if the opportunity comes comes along and it and it uh, makes sense, then by all means. Yeah, it is kind of interesting just to see the rise of that format, and it's kind of a an interesting move in the uh, music world in that it's sort of digital, but sort of has a has a characteristic of physical things, right? It's sort of like limiting the amount of digital assets you can have it's like a unique thing i believe from my understanding yeah you know and and to be honest like i think that so much of the early people who have been doing it and like you know kings of leon for instance i think that because they were the first to do it it was much more of a publicity yeah uh, thing than actually something that was practical but but i do see you know uh not necessarily nfts but i feel that that kind of blockchain stuff could be pretty uh, pretty interesting in the music industry more so for something like uh concert tickets um yeah stopping people reselling uh tickets um for you know putting a cap on how much you can transfer them between people which is which is at least from what i've gathered the most interesting practical application um outside of you know the the more general hype that uh you know you hear on the day-to-day about these kinds of things yeah that's actually a really good point i hadn't hadn't really heard about that or thought about that angle but that could yeah. be that could be huge not a, i like that not an original point as much as i would like to say. but I, yeah new to me so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought it up that's that got me excited mm. um well, well you mentioned kind of admiring the production process of these artists and and you talked about your own workflow a little bit for people who are interested in you know the production side of things it sounds like you kind of do 
a lot of that yourself. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's it's all all me. Um, are you still using Logic, or are you somewhere else now? I am using Logic. I um I've been working on getting uh, the live show up and going, and so and uh, I've been using Ableton, <clears throat> which yeah. is um very good for that. Um, and look, I think all those programs uh, uh they uh they work they work great and it's just kind of what you're used to um yeah. but yeah logic's uh logic's been 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 solid and i'm still using that yeah nice i i'm a logic user myself so i support it we can uh give a little logic plug yeah so hopefully they, they sponsor the podcast after yes our, after our yes clearly uh clearly apple will be uh, on board for this podcast and they'll, yeah, <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be reaching out to you very soon andrew i'm, I'm sure Oh, I know. I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, going back to kind of getting started with the music, you mentioned your parents not being very musical in any way, but the fact that you had access to these tools at a young age and you were interested in it, uh, does your, do your parents and your family support your musical endeavor or are they worried about you all the time or <laughs> what's their stance on it? No, they're, they're super supportive. Cool. You know, they're, they're, they're super supportive, always been super supportive. And, you know, I th- it seems like they, they genuinely do like uh, the music. Um, and, you know, it is, it, it's funny. My, my, my mum always tells me that, uh, that my dad is, um, you know, any, any chance he can get, he's always trying to, trying to push my music onto uh, yeah. unsuspecting strangers or friends, um, which, you know, is great. I need, I need my marketing team to be doing their job. So, yeah. um, uh, no, they, they've been, they've been super supportive. So, which has been nice because I think that would be challenging if um, it wasn't the case. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. Hey, I'm I'm on your marketing team too. I've been sending your music around to a lot of friends. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You're welcome. It's good stuff. Um, speaking of which, speaking of your music, here's kind of a fun question I'll throw at you early. I always like to ask this: What is your favorite Strath song? What, what's your favorite original so far? Oof. All my my babies having yes, to rent them. Choose a favorite um, baby. I think I think one of my one of my favorite ones would have to be um, I'll, uh, I know you too well, uh, which is one of the, the earliest singles that I released. But I feel that you know, um, pretty pretty simple, short, slow song. But um, yeah, I think that that one, in terms of like one, I I, I revisit or at least uh, you know think upon fondly. Um, that's definitely one of them. And then you know the the all the, the tracks that have that are in this um, EP. I think um, it's a little bit like difficult to uh, be. Um, you know, I've just been I've been working on them so much and be listening to them, you know, a, a stupid amount that it's almost yeah. like I'm, I'm too close to to be able to like see them more objectively. Or oh, it's all subjective, but you know, from it from it. Uh, yeah, more, I get you. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I, I'm pumped about those, and 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 so you know, hopefully that um, my favorite can come from this from this new set, as to, as as many others can. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the flip side of that, not to make you talk shit on your own music, but do you have a track that is your least favorite? Mm, yes. Um, I mean, you know, there are times, uh, I mean, you know, I, you go through waves with all of your own music. Um, I'm trying to think of, of songs. I mean, like, you know, I put out this song called uh, called The Peak, which um, it's a pretty, like, it's a slightly unconventional song in its kind of structure and, and yeah that seems like a decent lie maybe for some other guy to tell themselves so they'll get by but I know we it's 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 hard it's funny to talk shit on it because at the time i was thinking like oh you know that was the first song where i was really experimenting with different drums different other sounds and you know whilst i think that like in the end uh, sometimes a more um simpler uh, approach both in terms of kind of production and structure um, can be more effective. Like you know, you have to uh, go away from that or like try something that uh, experiment doing something different, only to sort of realize some of those those lessons. So um, 
you know, and I think that's probably that that's the case with with all the songs that are maybe not as hot on right now. You know, I sometimes beat myself up about them, but in the end, I think that they they still kind of like, um, you know, there's elements about them that are good, and then they also like push you back towards like you know a, 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 a style or or or, a, or pretty much the biggest threat is more of simplicity um, that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to, to move towards in, in the music that I'm making now. Absolutely. I, I love what you said there. That's, I think so true. You gotta, you kind of have to push, you know, there's a push and a pull, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, you got to experiment a little bit, but a lot of times the simplicity is, is where you find kind of the most success, but I don't think you can really like achieve that properly without pushing as well. So I really like what you said there mm-hmm. and, uh, and one more follow-up to that is, do you find that the songs that have the most popularity are the songs that you expect? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, you know, because I was also just trying to evaluate that question um, yeah. that you asked before. And, 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 and it's kind of, it's hard to completely dissociate, you know, how well people are responding to it, to how uh, much you personally like them over time, you know. Totally. Um, because it almost feels in some ways, and this is not actually necessarily a bad thing, but there, there's a kind of selfishness inherently to, um, you know, still be super um, pumped and excited about a song that no one else is, but you love it. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I think, honestly, that's awesome. Like, I love that. Um, and, and I yeah, think that, too. you know, that, that people... Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool thing to be making music for yourself. Um, and, you know, letting that drive <clears throat> so much of the creative process, uh, I think that's like a special thing and that's certainly how I feel about it most of the time. Um, in terms of the songs that, you know, I guess people have responded to most, um, you know, and I still feel it's, it's only early days, but, um, you know, I, I think that one, uh, do I expect it? Um, I don't know. Um, it, it's hard to say. Um like, you know, you always rewrite the narrative once these things are out, like, oh, of course, what yeah. is it about? you know, doing this, that being a little bit faster, true, true. Tempo, this, this and that. But, um, yeah, you know, I guess you, you never really know is this is the short answer. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, that's a good answer. Um, well, cool. Was there a, you know, and going back again, you're, you're, you started 12 or 13 messing around on logic. You got really into music. Your family has been supportive. Did you know when you were 12 or 13 that this was going to be a big thing for you as like a career that you were going to pursue it? Or at what age, what age did that happen? I mean, you must have considered other careers in terms of, you know, going into the world and making money as an adult. You know, when did it make sense to you that, Oh, I've got to go for this. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, um, I, if you had asked me, funnily enough, what I wanted to do, you know, absolute dream job, you know, I would have probably always said doing music. But it, it, yeah, even though I had always said that, um, there wasn't a huge amount that I was doing, um, like when I was in high school and even in in, in university as well that was like really kind of committing to that. And I think that it's only really been the past two years and I sort of remember pretty distinctly when it was that I just thought, well, you know, I should really have a crack at doing this because I really, I, I think on, on hindsight, it really just felt like um, more of a pipe dream and uh, it took just, uh, and I feel I'm, I'm genuine, generally a, a, a pretty confident guy, but I think with with the music, I, I think that I, um, it was truly just a confidence thing that uh, I just needed uh, some people to kind of be like, Hey, you should, you know, this is solid. You should give this a go. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, it's been something that's been kind of in the background and, you know, I've been making things on and off, like, you know, since, since I was making those, those, you know, beats in my music school and, and at home upstairs on my mom's laptop, but, but, but um, you know, and, and, and my own songs, not just kind of like beats and, and, re, re, and crafting other, you know, people's songs. I also, you know, would work on originals, but it was, um, yeah. you know, only re- recently that I was just like, yeah, you know, let's just, let's just have a crack. Let's put this all out. And, you know, and since then I've kind of just opted to, um, 
to just like learn on the fly a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, I think there, there could have totally been a world in which I like really just went away, worked on what I was doing, um, didn't put anything out and um, kind of like tried to go a bit more of a polished route. But, you know, I, I think I was keen to just like have that, uh, you know, kind of like just learn from a more interactive experience with with people that were listening to my music at the time. Yeah. You know, put things out, work out, you know, what it's like to put something out, how to even bloody do that. And then, um, you know, it's just kind of like grown slowly and uh, with no enormous amount of direction um, since then. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really cool. You mentioned, you know, some people in your life kind of giving you a push, it sounds like saying, oh, you're actually really good, like you should do this. Uh, who, are, who are some of those people who have been kind of your biggest supporters? It must have been maybe four, three, three years ago, four, three, four years ago when I was in, um, you know, the, the catalyst to me really getting back into it um, was I was uh, I was at a festival in, in Sweden actually. Um, seeing, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was to see, you know, specifically to go and see Frank Ocean. Well, one get a future. Shining like diamonds in a rocky world. I keep keyboard. I skin like Nice. Yeah, obviously one of the best. And um Yes. When and uh when I saw him and was just, you know, watching and being like, Well, this is the, this is truly the stuff that inspires me the most. Um I don't know why I'm not um really just making this more. Like I really haven't made any songs in the past few years. Um and so I um was at college at the time and then, you know, decided to make um, a little, you know, collection of, of three, four songs that, that you know, I think one of them, only one of them has really kind of like become a, a, an actual Strath song. I think there was like a little interlude that I kind of drew out to become, I think, loops. Um, but, you know, showed them and, and people were positive and, and, and give me, you know, kick up the ass to go and do it. But then, um, you know, I met someone in LA who um, – uh, his name's Mark Dower, Doc. Shout out to Doc, um, who is a you know friend of a friend. Um, he was in a band called Five Easy Pieces, uh, and he was really just the person. You know, just having someone who was older and in the in you know in the music industry, so yeah. to speak, or had, had, had a bit experience. of a mentor. Yeah, totally. Like, cause you know, I, I really like uh, the people that I know and interacted with could not be more removed from you know anything to do with music. So to have someone who had you know toured had a record deal put out a bunch of songs really good musician uh say that um you know what i was doing was was good enough um i think that 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 definitely that definitely had an impact that's awesome no definitely i think the role of just mentorship is huge when you talk to anybody who's had any kind of success it's it's critical and uh i love what you said about the festival I feel like that's kind of music festivals at its best is like creating this experience for people to go be inspired on like a really deep level by experiencing all this music and art Uh, uh, in like a really special place. You know, there's a lot of negative things that kind of come out of festivals sometimes, you know, with it just being, you know, commercialized and, and stuff. But I think that's kind of the big positive of festivals. Yeah, I mean, you won't you won't hear the negative stuff from me. I'm a I'm a big big festival man. Um, so nice, yeah, um, yeah. Both 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 love getting inspired, and then hopefully down the road would love to um, you know return the favor and be and be up there performing. I think that that would be a, a pretty special experience. Absolutely, I think I think if you keep going down this road, you'll get there. And um, speaking of live music, do you have any anything on the books? I know. Australia is a little bit behind in vaccination, I believe. Um, but you're coming back, hopefully. Do you have any plans to do some live stuff soon? You mentioned preparing it in Ableton. Yes. Yeah, so um, just being, uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of like a, a boggle to wrap your head around, just in terms of like um, I think for this first iteration that I'm, I'm going to just be performing by myself. But, um, yeah. I, I, I've been rehearsing with some guys who uh, I was looking to play with, you know, a drummer and, and, a, and a keys player and a, and a bass player um, and doing that in LA. Um, now that I'm back here, you know, I, I obviously don't have 
access to them and, and we haven't rehearsed in a while. So, and, and I'm, and I'm keen to just keep things as, um, as versatile as possible. And if there's an opportunity that comes up to play, I would love to just get, um, get some, get some shows in the bank. So, um, I been working on that. Um, hopefully doing one or two gigs here, uh, in Melbourne, um, before I go back to the States, uh, which I'm pumped about. And I think that the more that, uh, you know, I'm working on it, the more that I'm, I'm like starting to actually, you know, see it, um, the more I'm caring less about the routing of which button is, is, is you know, yeah, synced yeah. to this thing, which is, you know, uh, as, as a non-native Ableton user was something that took a little while to wrap my head around. But um, it's becoming more real by the day, which is exciting. And then, you know, would love to just, you know, play as much as possible. That's awesome. Is there something about live shows and the experience of it that you're especially looking forward to? It is it you know, being able to see people dancing to your music, is it being able to, you know, share a stage with other musicians? What what part of the live experience are you most looking forward to? I would say just making the uh, the whole experience more interactive. You know, I think for, for all artists over the past 18 months or so, you've just been interacting in this, the, the, the digital void. Um, yeah. And you're putting things out there feeling a response to some degree. Um, but you know, I, I feel that, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited to just be just literally doing anything and seeing a response from people in real time. I think that would just be, um, you know, just like, uh, just like a cool thing. It's, it's how people and we, we interact usually. And I think that, um, you know, I'm really excited to perform. I, 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 I haven't, you know, I've done one small gig with the Strath stuff, but, you know, I did a lot of like performing when I was, when I was younger and, and I, it's something that I miss. Um, and, you know, I, I feel that so much of performance is, is, is just like, you know, is this kind of interactive feeding off people's energy, which, uh, you know, so much of what I'm doing right now is, is like the complete opposite of, you know, just, and, and so what so yeah. many people are doing right now, they're just sit, sit, sitting in their rooms, making, making some tunes. So, um, you know, we'd love to meet other artists and, and tour with other artists and, and, and be inter- interacting with more um, musicians. But, you know, I think all of what I'm saying is just excited to um, be back with people, um, playing with people, playing for people. I think that um, it's just going to be so exciting when, um, when I'm able to do that. Absolutely. I agree completely. And uh, you mentioned that you used to perform a lot when you were younger. Is that just part of your clarinet saxophone journey or were they recitals or what, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so with, with the saxophone particularly, um, I was in, uh, quite a few jazz bands and, um, we we had, we had, um, we had some, some school performances and then also we did some, some, some competitions, some jazz competitions. Um, and so was playing, uh, through that, you know, I did a little bit of drama growing up. But that was, you know, one in the clock back a little further. But oh, cool! Um, you know, uh, I, I I feel I'm 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 a relatively uh, perform performative guy, and so given that I haven't had uh, some my, my saxophone uh, recitals, uh, you know, I'll, I'll have to have you know Saturday nights um, drinking with the lads as my stage to yeah. um, to get my performance uh, chops out. Well, it sounds like you'll be uh, you'll be just fine. Sounds like that is an experience that innately probably puts some confidence in you. Yeah, I mean, it'll be something that I'll have to like revisit for sure. I mean, I yeah. think that when I when I think about performing, sometimes I'm like, "Holy shit!" You know, like, "How the hell am I going to do this?" Um, and I and I think you know so much. Like, I, I'm just uh, you know I'm not the most natural singer. I'd say I, I'd say I kind of you know just need to kind of work at it to scrape by but um even just just you know practicing the songs and 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 feeling a bit more comfortable in my own voice um you know gets gets me in a, in, in a mindset that um just feels like I can get up there and have fun which is really what everyone wants not just not just myself yeah totally well this is a pretty good segue towards the kind of big question of the podcast which is you know, what's the point of making music? So to you directly, Strath, why do you make music? 
Well, I think I, I, I make music more so because I can't not make music. I, I think that like when I, most of my ideas come um, as melodies that, that just really uh, strike me at very random times in my life. Um, most often not at the keyboard actually. Um, and so I will just have these like ideas and melodies just floating around in my brain that truly feel like I, I have to put them down. And, you know, it, it, when, when that's happening, it doesn't feel, uh, you know, some monumental spiritual question is being answered. It's just like, oh, you know, you've got these ideas and like, you know, you need to put them down. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's more so like how the beginning, I guess, you know, that's why why I begin to make music, but that but why I why I continue to to, to make music and continue to to finish that song or, or that idea that I have initially, you know, I think it's, um, you know, I think that music is like a really cool form of expression and art um you know and i think that um because you know most of it or because you know it, it it's just coming through years you know there is so there's so much like you know it can kind of inspire you and there's so much le- there's so much left up to the kind of imagination and interpretation of, of the of the art that yeah. you know it, i think that it can really like inspire you in a way that um you know, at least for me, other mediums can't. And I think that that's a really cool thing. And I, I certainly feel inspired and like, you know, my most proud when I'm uh, completing a song and have finished a song and, and, and I have, you know, done it and, and feel like it's it, it, it's finished um, even before I sort of share it with people. Um, and so, you know, from a, from a selfish perspective, like I do it because it's like, it's uh, you know a way for me to like express a story or a feeling and and feel really fulfilled and kind of you know really appreciative to kind of get those feelings out and then you know yeah. fr- from from a from a, another person's perspective you know both I love to hear when other people are doing that and then you know also hope that in the process of me doing that that people can can feel that same way. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know inspiration is is such a great thing to share it sounds like that's kind of the main reason for for sharing your music as you're saying is is kind of to share that same inspiration that you feel from the process of making it which i think is huge because even people who don't make music are still impacted by music in ways that inspire them to go write a book or get a new job or or whatever it is it's such a kind of vehicle to push people towards doing things and and that's really cool 100% well, that's all nice, but it can also be a kind of a grueling process. I mean, you mentioned, you know, the necessity of sitting at your laptop all day and kind of churning out ideas, and, and that could be extremely taxing, And as any kind of artist knows. You know, has there been moments where you felt really frustrated or even thought about ever kind of giving up on this dream of, of making music for a career? Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um... No, it's just been smooth sailing from <laughs> mate. No, no downs at all. Um, yeah, I think that um, you know certainly never felt like that I was going to stop, um, yeah. and that's more so again just like from how I sort of say that um, you know I feel like I'm having a lot of those initial musical ideas um, without me really having to think and work on it. It's sort of something my 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 brain does to 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 daydream and to tick over um, you know things. So that's great. Um, you know, on that side of things, you know, most of the time when I'm working, I'm never needing to really like uh, start from absolute, you know, zero speed to, to sort of yeah. get things up and going. But, you know, of course, like the, there's ups and downs. I mean, it, it, the, the more you're putting out, the more, you know, you're thinking that you're, you're trying to move into a direction that you, you feel is 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 better and then you know so you're sort of like not only comparing yourself to to where you were which you know is not something that you're obviously doing when you're starting um but then you know you're comparing um you know just uh the more you're trying to make this a thing and 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 make this a career for yourself the more um that you know you do need some uh participation from uh from from the listeners and, and, and some interest there so you know that that side of things can be um you know, definitely kind of taxing, I'd say, but, um, on the whole, um, you know, it, it all has its ups and downs, but I think that, that 
when when I'm working on 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 songs and feeling really pumped about them, there there really is no better feeling. And so, uh, the moment I'll, I'll be in a little slump, um, you know, not too soon, not too long after, um, I'll be riding that high again, and then just reminding yeah. reminding myself that that that's why you do it. Yeah, you know, I think that like I also probably should uh, once this EP EP is out. Um, well, I mean, it's all it's all done, but um, I feel I should probably. Uh, and I've been thinking about this just to try and maybe take like, you know, a couple of weeks away from the keyboard and just, um, you know, just uh, yeah, you know, I think that probably probably couldn't hurt. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. I think kind of the motivational advice you gave there was good. And um, well, well, speaking of the EP, is is there a release date for the EP? Yeah, so it's um I think it's actually now um potentially going to be pushed back one week. It was previously um going to be out on the 29th of July, so pretty soon about 3 weeks. Um but I think now I'm actually pushing it back just one more week um to the 5th of August. Um so yeah, super pumped to have that out for everyone to hear. Yeah, that sounds like a good date to me. Is there a Anything else you can tell us about it? Any any details? I know we've gotten a couple singles. Uh, I like the look of today. It's going to be on it for sure. Watertight. Um, is is that's how it goes? Going to be on the EP? That no, that will not be. That was um, that was a little that was a collab. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, so so those two are going to be on the EP. There's another song coming out next Thursday, which um, will also be on the EP, and then um, three others as well. Um, will be on the project um and so you know and, and as soon as i started working on on uh, a, a project and not just one song at a time you know i, I immediately felt that uh you know this, this is really like what i should be doing i feel that like um you know it feels a lot more natural and you know exciting to me to pack um a bunch of you know thoughts songs ideas into like a more cohesive yeah you know pack um and so I, I, you know, I, I, I'm definitely going to be sort of structuring my, my, my releases around projects. You know, at this stage, I think I'll be doing that um, as I go forward. Um, but yeah, six tracks coming out pretty soon. Um, pretty excited. Yeah, me too. That that sounds great. And I'm kind of curious. You know, you talk about this being kind of your first cohesive project, and you've been releasing singles for a while. But how did you choose? the songs from the EP to release as singles? What was that process like? Um, that was, uh, you know, pretty simply, I think they're, they're the three most, um, they're the three most upbeat yeah. of the, off the EP. Well, actually I, I, I replaced one um, somewhat recently that maybe is a little more upbeat, but um, you know, they were just, I, I sent it to a few people. They are some that people responded to Um yeah, there wasn't, you know, I, I, I didn't, um, I wasn't trying to sort of question that too intensely is, you know, they'll obviously all be out pretty soon. Um, yeah. but yeah, you know, I, I do certainly feel that like just having, um, you know, this whole thing wrapped around a project, it does, it does feel much more like, oh, this is, this really does feel like much more of my like real entrance onto the, onto the, the, the scene is Strath. Um, in a, in a, in more of a kind of meaningful way um, than, than what I've done before. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm really excited for this release. And I'm also curious to hear, you know, you've got this, it's all pretty much done. It sounds like it's coming out soon. What are kind of your long-term goals? What What's next after the EP? You know, how do you see yourself moving over the next like couple of years in an ideal world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would... Um... You know, I'm really looking to uh, work with uh, more artists and produce with more artists. So, yeah. um, you know, working with a few right now and and and, and truly like every, every experience that I have doing that um, is super positive and only makes me want to do that more. So um, we'd love to be, uh, as the world is opening up more, just be more collaborative in, in, in every aspect. Um, love to be, you know, playing more shows, I think I'm going, you know, towards, uh, I'm experimenting now with a slightly different, uh, direction with the music. That's a little bit more, um, like a little bit more house, a little bit more like 
danceable slash clubby kind of vibe. Um, I get you here. So, you know, I'm kind of uh, interested to explore that over the next, over the rest of the year and see if I can put together another little project of of songs that are, that are more in that vein. Um, And then, yeah, you know, we'll see, man. I mean, you know, so much of this stuff is, is, it's, um, you know, you, you take your best bet and, uh, and, you know, see where it can take you. But like, you really, you really don't know where, where, where things are going to go. So, um, you know, to put it simply, making more music, playing some shows and, and we'll see where it goes. That's, that's a perfect plan. I think I, I like to hear it. And, uh, well, we're getting towards the end. I have a couple kind of fun, silly questions to end on if you're down. Let's do it. So you're, you know, everyone who comes on the show is usually massively obsessed with music and, and is, like you said, sitting at their uh, respective creative space all day, churning, churning out music. But what do you enjoy doing besides music? Um, I've been really getting into cooking this past year, actually. Nice. Um, so um, my girlfriend and I have done some pretty ambitious cooks on the weekend, which has been um, very enjoyable. Outside of cooking, um, I'm a pretty big NBA fan, so um, been been kind of binging this this recent playoff series. And um, what else do I like to do? Um, you know, those have been the two to the two kind of big hobbies of, of recent for sure. No, that, that's good. That's cool. Uh, Follow up questions: What what ambitious? Uh dishes have you been churning out i uh, so the most ambitious were probably um did some 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 uh braised short rib some uh slow cooked you know kind of six hour deal um in in the oven which um you know anytime you're putting in uh you know something in the oven for for that amount of time you 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 assume and you hope that it's going to be um, fantastic, which it was. Um, that's good. So yeah, that's that a, that's that. a whole day of investment that, of time. Investment. That is a whole day. Yeah, you know, and, and it's nice to um, you know after after doing that and 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 putting something in the oven and and leaving and going and spending your day and then knowing that you've got some epic slow roasted meat in your oven, like it makes you never want to leave the house without having you know something slow cooking um, to, to, to return to. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. No, I, I think I agree with you. And uh, and follow up to the other side of things, uh, basketball. You've you've been living in LA. Does that mean you've aligned yourself with with one of the LA teams? Yeah, I mean, like you know, I'm, I've always been a diehard uh, LeBron James supporter, and I feel okay, that, yeah, because I'm uh, because I'm uh, from Australia. I um, you know can uh, excuse myself not being affiliated uh, to a particular city and uh, be, be firmly a bandwagon uh, LeBron supporter, which I um, unashamedly have been. Oh, yeah, that's totally fair. And, you know, now he's coincidentally living in, in the city that, uh, that I'm in, which is uh, awesome. So, um, I, yeah, I'm definitely, um, you know, a, a, a big, a big uh, LeBron slash Lakers supporter. Um, uh and yeah, it's been cool to, to be there whilst he's been there as well. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm located in, I just moved to Seattle not too long ago, but I'm from Orange County, which is, you probably know, about mm-hmm. an hour and a half mm-hmm. south, south of LA. So I've always been a casual Lakers fan. Those, those are the best kinds. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of us out there. Uh, but I, am, I do live near LA, so I'm also valid uh, have a valid excuse to be a casual Lakers fan. So I oh, stopped absolutely. watching after they got knocked out though. So I don't really know yeah. what's happening anymore. It's um some good it's some good basketball, mate. You should uh you should have a watch. I should, I should, you're right. Is there any genre or type of music that you actively dislike? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, the, the, I guess the cliche response here is, is, is the kind of like the country slash intense heavy metal vibe, but Yeah, yeah. Nothing that I absolutely intensely hate. I, I, I think there is some country that's awesome. There's um, some heavy metal I, I really like as well. There's a really great heavy metal band called the Amity Affliction. Um, they're an Australian band who um, who are really awesome. Cool. Um, but look, I'd say that um, none that I absolutely dislike. I would say that I um, am probably listening to country a little less than I am other genres. Yeah, that would be my answer as well. So I'm with you. <laughs> Um, okay, I have older, one. Older, older respect to, to yeah. country and country listeners out there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and you're totally right that there is, you know, artists within every genre that are creating something 
good and and genuine and you know meaningful. Uh, you you can hardly ever rule out like a whole genre, of course, but you know, just curious to see what what you would say. So for sure, um, I have one last question for you. Uh, but before I ask you, do you have anything that you want to add or say before we uh, wrap up? Not really, mate. Um, it's been great to chat, you know, and, and um, you know, I hope for, for that everyone uh, listening is, uh, you know, excited um, for the EP and, and gives it a listen when it comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a, a title for the EP to give us? I do, and you know what, mate? I can I can debut it uh, on the pod. Um, you know, Ooh, nice. The first time reveal. Um, it's called "Soon Everything Will Be Perfect." That's perfect. I like it. There, yeah, there you go. So yeah, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be um, unveiling that in the next couple of days. But uh, you heard it here first. Well, you know what? Uh, this will probably take at least a week to get out. So. I heard it first, Andrew, but listeners you, you, are going to have to wait. <laughs> you, yeah, you got the inside scoop, mate. But I appreciate it. I appreciate the exclusive. Um, of course. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really stoked on that. Had a great time chatting with you. My last question is, what was the last time a piece of music gave you the chills? Could just be like a new song you heard or maybe uh, a live music experience from a, a little while ago. But just you know, one of those moments, kind of like you described at the Frank Ocean uh, concert at the festival, where like you know you were listening to something and and it just really moved you. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know that happens all the time. Um, I would say that uh, like you know a, a, a key d- defining feature of, of, and I'm not sure if this is the same for everyone, but the, the music that I love the most is the stuff that gives me the chills. Um, yeah. Uh, there's. Um, uh, you know, my my, the, my favorite album right now um, is uh, Actual Life by this guy, Fred Again, this British producer, Fred Again. Uh. And that album is just absolutely filled with those moments. Um, uh, I think a lot of people are really enjoying that album now. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the most recent one from memory, but, um, you know, I feel that like that's happening pretty consistently for me and, I, and I'm, and I'm trying to seek that out, um, as a listener all the time. Absolutely. That's perfect. I am not familiar with that album either. And I'm excited to give that a listen now. So good. It's such, such a good record. My favorite, you know, one of my favorites ever, honestly, so good. Cool, cool. Speaking of of recommendations, I always ask, and it's not mandatory, but do you have another musician or band or musically creative person that you could recommend to me as a potential future guest on this podcast? I certainly do. Um, my uh, you know longtime pen pal and uh, and medium time collaborator Nana Lords, um, cool. who, uh, who I made. That's how it goes with. Um, yeah, I love that song. She's awesome. She's um she's in Portugal, um and um really awesome, incredible musician. Uh, and you should definitely have a chat with her. I would I would love to hear it. Hell yeah, that sounds good. I look forward to doing that. Hopefully, and uh, last thing, where is the best place for people to follow you on social media? And obviously, they can stream you on. Spotify and, and Apple Music and all those places, but uh, what, what's your social media kind of handles? Yeah, it's um, you know across everywhere. It's it's double underscore Strath. Um, so you know, I'm sure if you just type in Strath, um, it'll come up as well. Um, yeah, but that's that's my handle across um, all the platforms. You know, if you, if you listened, drop me a line, say hey. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And and we'll put it in the description and stuff too. It'll be very easy to find. And uh, well, that's it. Uh, it was really fun talking to you. Thanks for being a guest on this show. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, looking forward to hearing that EP. Thank you so much, Andrew. It's been uh, great to chat, mate. I appreciate you. Yeah. Keep making cool shit. And we always end with a high five. So I'll count down three, two, one, and then we'll virtually high five. Let's do it. All right.
three, two, one. There we go. You know, everyone is perfect in its own way. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I, I felt that connection. You know, I really did. That's good. That's that's what I hope for. That's the goal. No, I don't have a clue of what comes next. Everything we will become is hanging over. for listening to this podcast. I know there are a million trillion podcasts out there with new ones coming every day and it's impossible to keep up with all of them. So I appreciate you choosing this one and taking the time to give this one a shot. If you enjoyed it, please check out one of our other episodes and discover some more new music from an artist you might not have heard of before. Don't forget to subscribe or give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Thanks again to Strath for coming on the show and being a fantastic guest. Follow him at double underscore Strath on Instagram or any other social media site and go listen to his new EP. Soon everything will be perfect. It's perfect. Thanks, as always, to Aiden Danzi, the Judd Zingle Project, for our theme and backing tracks. Follow us on Instagram at Redefining Records to keep up with this show and other cool content. When things are running smoothly, 
We try to post new episodes every other week in alternation with our sister podcast, Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. If you like this pod, you will definitely like that pod too. The host of that show, John Pagliasati, does deep dives with people on their favorite albums, and he gets them drunk doing so with an interactive drinking game. It contains a bunch of buzzwords that he makes related to the album, and whenever the guest says those buzzwords, they have to take a drink. And you can listen along and drink too. It's a lot of fun. Feel free to reach out with a DM or email, however you would like. If you have comments, suggestions, questions, or stories to share with us that we could say on the podcast. would love to hear from you in any form. Thanks again for listening. I think you are cool for doing that. Bye. See you next time. Until next time. Adios. This has been a Redefining Records production. production, production, production.